Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Phoenix Cast. I am your host today, Rachel Reed, and I'm here with Jaslyn Wynn, a student leader within CU Denver's Center for Identity Inclusion. Jaslyn, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah. Hello, everyone. My name is Jaslyn Wynn. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm a second year in accounting for CU Denver. I, as mentioned, work at the Center for Identity and Inclusion, but I'm also a peer educator, so I can be a peer mentor. And I was recently trained to be part of this body project. Awesome. Thank you for sharing all that, Jaslyn. Um, so listeners, you all may have been noticing some flyers about the body project around campus, seeing folks doing tablings about this project. You've probably seen this project on the Phoenix Center's Instagram or UC Denver Center for Identity Inclusion's Instagram pages. And you're probably wondering, what is this? So if you haven't had a chance to learn about what this project is, the Body Project is a discussion and activity-based workshop designed to improve body image for women and femme-identified folks. The Body Project workshops consist of two sessions that are two hours long. The workshops are facilitated by students like Jaslyn, who have undergone this training to become peer facilitators for the workshop. The Body Project is an evidence-based program that has shown participants having less body dissatisfaction, a decrease in negative moods, a reduction in unhealthy dieting practices, less than ideal internalization, and reduced participants' risk of developing eating disorders by 63% three years after having participated in this workshop. So enough from me. Let's talk more with Jaslyn and her experience doing the Body Project training. So Jaslyn, how did you hear about the Body Project? The Body Project, although is very common in other campuses, I hadn't heard about it until my boss actually reached out to me and said, we have this opportunity to be trained. Would you like to be trained? Hmm. And as someone who's struggled with a lot with body image in the past, mm -hmm. I wanted to know what this program stood for and how they wanted to change the whole body image stigma that is involved within the United States. Definitely. Yeah. And I just heard you share. Thank you for sharing that as well, that like you also struggled with your own body image. Was that the primary reason you got interested in doing this project or were there some other things, too? I definitely think that it was a big part. Uh, I'm an Asian American young adult and mm -hmm. within Asian culture itself, there's a huge beauty standard that involves being thin and mm -hmm. having these almost unhumane looking ideals. Yeah. And with that manifested in me so much throughout childhood and throughout pop culture currently, I wanted to bring it to light. And I think that it's something that the youth needs to pay attention more, especially with my culture, mm -hmm. because K-pop is something that is so big these days yeah. that a lot of young Asian Americans take pride in because it's something that is finally seen as cool. Whereas in the past, we've kind of been shamed for being Asian. But mm -hmm. with K-pop, there's also the dark side of this beauty standard that is very, very hard to reach, where you're expected to be very, very thin. And I think that's just something that just needs to be aware of when going into this trap of loving K-pop, mm -hmm. but also seeing the dark side. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even aware that that was an issue. So thank you for sharing all that. I'm sure that was very, I mean, that's very helpful for me. And I'm sure some of our listeners learned a lot from that. Um, and when you were doing the training for the body project, what was that process like? How was it structured? Who were you with? So it was a two-day process. Uh, we came in early in the morning at eight, 
And I remember the first time coming in, I saw a few friendly faces from work, but I still was quite shy and a little apprehensive to even share a little bit about myself. But uh, we had our professor there. Well, not really professor. She's a trained um, psychologist okay. who was doing the study. Yeah. And she was training us. She taught us how to set up the structure, how we didn't need tables because that puts a physical barrier between mentors and mm, students and so she talked about going in a circle and making sure that everyone felt included that you couldn't hide behind a table showing us what kind of body language to have and then during these two days we kind of did a dry run through of what the whole course is like with each other yeah. as if half of us weren't mentors and half of us were students and then we did vice versa Okay. And so we had a script to learn about and how to really deal with some of the conflict that would possibly happen. As time progressed, we really learned to just trust each other as a group, which I mm-hmm. think was insane for the amount of time. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because <laughs> within two days, you're like, oh man, this training is two days. That's so long. But reframed into this other way of looking at it, that's like, in two days, I learned how to trust these people mm-hmm. with like yeah. deep traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's phenomenal on how this workshop worked because it was just training alone. But thinking of how the actual workshop would run, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see how others would start to trust each other throughout the process. Definitely. Yeah. And I was there for those trainings as like one of the staff folks there. So it was really interesting to see you all engage in those different activities and see you all get more comfortable with each other as you shared. And what would you say your favorite part about doing the body project was when you were doing that training with the other peer leaders? There was a moment during the training where we had to recreate fake scenarios mm-hmm. where we would talk with negative body talk. Yeah. And then they would have to immediately respond with some kind of rebuttal that would either divert attention, stop the negative body talk. And it's something that you're so not used to doing mm-hmm. that yeah. it was kind of fun going out of the comfort zone and kind of just rephrasing things and getting more comfortable with stopping the negative body talk. Awesome. Yeah. So it sounds like you found that activity to be really helpful. Yeah. And I thought it was particularly fun because you can get creative with it since Mm. it's just like rehearsing. Yeah. But the more you get creative and start having fun with it, it just kind of gets more instilled in your memory. That's really awesome. Yeah. So it sounds like it was an activity to practice for some tough scenarios, but then eventually you got into the rhythm of it and you're like, wow, I can do this. I could face this challenge if it actually comes up. It does. And at first it's really uncomfortable because Mm. someone just told you their face like, oh, her thighs look fat. And you kind of pause for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what do I say to that? Mm. Because in just current day scenarios before the training, perhaps you're just someone that's like, haha, yeah, you just kind of go along with it. But Mm -hmm. this teaches you how to be upfront and being like, let's not talk about that or just moving on. That's awesome. So I'm also hearing there that that's training helped with like almost a bystander intervention kind of thing. Like if you hear something harmful, you have an idea of like how to divert from that conversation or even address it directly. Definitely. And that's something that I've been working on because last semester I did work on a bystander workshop about racism. Mm, And so although I went through that workshop, I was unsure if I could actually carry through with these practices. So it was nice to have it a little fortified almost Mm, and see a different scenario where you could be an active bystander. That's awesome. And with all that in mind, what are you most looking forward to being a peer leader? As I mentioned earlier, I am really excited to see how people trust each other throughout the process, but I'm also excited to see the consistencies that happen between workshops because during the training, we would talk about personal experiences that 
weren't so personal after all. It was a mm-hmm. common experience that oh. multiple of us had. Yeah. Yeah, it can be really amazing once you open up a conversation with folks about things that aren't generally talked about, how it's like, well, I think that too, or, oh yeah, I just said it in my brain, but never said it out loud. It sounds like a great way to make connections with other people about hard things. Exactly. And I've heard the saying that's like, wow, I've never thought an original thought in my life. (laughs) Starting this (laughs) workshop, I'm like, it's true. I guess I really haven't thought anything because I'd say something and then across the room, they'd be like, I thought I was the only one who thought this too, but we really weren't alone. And I think that's how we made such a strong connection within a small amount of time. That's awesome. That is so wonderful. And what are you feeling most nervous about once you start leading these workshops? I think a big thing that I was always nervous about is like the science side of things, because I have two older brothers who are doctors. Oh, wow. And so (laughs) I used to be interested in health as well. And I always thought to myself, well, there is a certain parameter that's considered healthy and Mm -hmm what's optimal for good health versus being body positive. So there's always that mental dilemma with me of what's actually healthy and science-backed versus what should be good for humility. Mm -hmm. And so there's always that internal war with me, which I wonder if anyone else thinks like that, because I think that trying to go against science is such a hard Mm. stigma to go against. Yeah, And so I'm curious if we'll ever encounter someone like that who will bring up that battle and that point and if so then what would I say to that that's really valid because I think our culture is always like well if your BMI is this or if you're eating only this it's not healthy or you're an unhealthy person um so I think that's definitely normal especially I think you said you had like two brothers that are doctors so you probably even hear that more often than the general public about what's considered healthy and not healthy. Right. Especially with one of them working in the ER and they're like, oh, mm. yeah, a lot of people who come in have this certain body standard. And so perhaps there is a correlation, but then I'm like, I, d- I can't have that same mentality when going into these workshops. Yeah, so definitely. It's a little mental block, but I'm sure that the more we get through it, the easier it will be to overcome. Definitely. I'm sure. And what would you say something you learned during this workshop that you still use up to this day? When we first trained, we had a little exercise as our homework between days. Mm-hmm. And the homework was to just choose one small thing that we wanted to start implementing in our lives to begin changing our outlook on our own body. And so it had to be personal. It had to be specific. And so my specific thing was, it's oftentimes when I sit down, I'll put something over my lap mm-hmm. because it is sort of a way of like hiding, which I mentioned is kind of like with tables and stuff, which I'll put a pillow to just kind of hide my thighs from spreading. Mm -hmm. And so it's just small things like that, or like body checking in mirrors that we try to work on day by day. And like this study said, the statistics are measured after three years of taking the workshop. And so change happens so gradually that we almost barely notice it at all, mm, but yeah. I've been trying to just implement it little by little. And then over time, I've seen a lot of improvement. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it would be hard to be like, oh, it's going to change you immediately after taking this workshop. Right. But like you said, those baby steps um, are probably really helpful. I'm sure, especially for those folks who were still doing well after these workshops three years later. Exactly. And a lot of people find it hard when they don't see immediate results, mm-hmm. but I think that it really has to be brought to attention when they first join the workshop and then a while after they've joined the workshop when they've actively been trying to change their mindset. Definitely. Yeah, I love that. And what is one thing you want folks to know about the Body Project that we haven't talked about already? 
I think one thing that is worthy of knowing is that the workshop can be triggering in mm-hmm. some senses because yeah. I did have struggles with eating in the past, but it's really just an open space that is trying to help you in their best effort. And so the best way to be helped is to want to be helped and mm-hmm. to be as open as possible, which it's not meant to force you to share things that you're not comfortable with, but yeah. It's a better experience when your whole group starts to open up to each other. So even if you hear about it and you don't think there's anyone else who would want to come with you, please just come anyways. You'll make friends right away. And I promise that it'll be a great experience. That's awesome. And you've already mentioned this a couple of times, but I want to really, really instill it into the listeners today. What do you hope folks who participate in the Body Project to get out of it? I hope to get a new sense of what society is like, and how we're working to change it as a whole. Because we learned about the industry and how heavily pressured women are to Mm -hmm. fit this ideal. And I hope that they take away from it that we no longer have to think like this. And that while the industry still has so much control over our mentalities, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's up to us on how we think and what we think about issues. And if more people attend the body project and adapt the body positivity mentality, we can slowly change. That's awesome. Well, before we conclude, thank you so much, Jasmine, for coming in and speaking with me about the body project today. I'm really glad that you were able to come and share your perspective of what this workshop is like to hopefully encourage folks to sign up and do it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. The first workshop has already passed. But the second workshop for this semester will be held on Wednesday, November 16th, and Friday, November 18th, from 3.30 to 5.30. You can find the sign-up link for The Body Project in the podcast description. If something you heard today reminded you about a personal experience you have had with interpersonal violence or a loved one's experience with interpersonal violence, please contact our 24-7 Helpline number at 303-556. 2255. The Phoenix Center is here to support you as you process your and your loved one's experiences with interpersonal violence. If you aren't already following the Phoenix Center or CU Denver's Center for Identity and Inclusion on Instagram, you can follow us at Phoenix Center and at CU Denver underscore CII. My name is Rachel Reed, and thank you for listening. I look forward to learning with you next time. <laughs>